Our scripture today comes to us from the Gospel account of St. Luke, the 11th chapter, verses 1 through 13. Hear now the word of the Lord. He was praying in a certain place, and after he had finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray as John taught his disciples. So he said to them, When you pray, say, Father, may your name be revered as holy. May your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread, and forgive us of our sins. For we ourselves forgive everyone indebted to us, and do not bring us to the time of trial. And he said to them, Suppose one of you has a friend, and you go to him at midnight and say to him, Friend, lend me three loaves of bread, for a friend of mine has arrived, and I have nothing to say before him. And he answers from within, Do not bother me. The door has already been locked, and my children are in bed with me. I cannot get up and give you anything. I tell you, even though he will not get up and give him anything out of friendship, at least because of his persistence, he will get up and give him whatever he needs. So I say to you, ask, and it will be given to you. Search, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened for you. For everyone who asks, receives, and everyone who searches, finds. And for everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. Is there anyone among you who, if your child asks for a fish, would give a snake instead of a fish? Or if the child asks for an egg, would give a scorpion? If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more would the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? This is the Word of God for the people of God. We pray the Lord's Prayer every Sunday morning, right? As a family of faith. I hope that we pray it individually at other times during the week. It's a wonderful practice, the Our Father. Within that prayer that Jesus taught us is, well, is everything that's needed. There's nothing that's left out. When I was in seminary, I really wanted to figure out why we prayed, how prayer works, and not the cliche answers that most folks know, well, we pray to talk to God. Yes, okay, that's wonderful. But what actually happens when we pray? Does, does God change God's mind? Does, does, do, am I talking God into anything? Be careful for folks who say no, because in the Bible, there are plenty of times where someone prayed and it says God relented and changed his mind. There's other times in Scripture where it says that God already knows exactly what God's going to do. So what exactly happens in prayer? See, now I can tell by the expression on your faces, welcome to my world. I found this old dead theologian by the name of Soren Kierkegaard who wrote a lot about prayer. And one of the things that he said that I absolutely loved, that I held on to, prayer doesn't change God. Prayer changes the one who prays. And there's this really powerful point in the prayer that Jesus teaches us about submitting to God trusting in God. But yet, one of the things that I wrestle with is that when the disciples asked Jesus to teach them to pray, they were expecting and asking Jesus to teach them a model prayer that was common in rabbinical tradition at the time. John the baptizer taught his disciples a model prayer. Other rabbis throughout tradition taught their disciples model prayer, and so they're asking Jesus to teach them a prayer. That would be the prayer of Jesus. And rather than Jesus just teaching them the prayer of Jesus, 
one that they could memorize and use in all kinds of different practices. He says, no, when you, when you pray, pray like this. And he does something radical, absolutely radical, something that we don't see as radical. But absolutely, I guarantee you, made the disciples go, <gasps> how did Jesus teach his disciples to begin the prayer? With a divine title? Like, El Shaddai? Did he teach them to begin it with just El? Which is where we get the word God. No, he teaches them to speak to the Father like he speaks to the Father. He says, when you pray, start with our Father. But I want to give you a little more than that. Have you ever heard the expression it gets lost in translation? Here's something that gets lost in translation. Because father in Greek is a formal term. It's patre. That means when we sing the Gloria patre, the glory be to the father, patre literally means father. But what's recorded is Jesus didn't say when you pray, pray patre. He said, when you pray, pray Abba. Abba is also Greek, but it is not a formal title. It is the personal title that a child would call their fatherly parent. To translate it into English, it would not be father. It would be closer to daddy or dad or papa or any of those wonderful things that we call our fathers. Benjamin from time to time will say, hello, father, when he is being a smart aleck. Rest of the time, it's dad. Used to be daddy, but now that we've gotten older, we've gotten cooler, daddy's got shortened to dad, just like Benjamin's got shortened to Ben. Robin calls me all, my, all, all kinds of different things. She takes more after her mother that way. <laughs> but when Jesus teaches his disciples to pray, he says, when you pray, I want you to pray like this. Start out by calling God, almighty God. The God of heaven and earth. The God who sits enthroned, the God who speaks and brings everything into existence began by calling out to God. Hey, Dad. And when you go from there, remember to acknowledge, remember who, to acknowledge who Dad is. Remember to first seek the kingdom of God. Seek God's way in everything. To remember that it's from God's hand that every blessing comes, including the food that we will eat this day. FYI, I get really tickled when, you know, because anywhere I go and there's eating, I'm the professional prayer. Have you ever heard of that before? You know, yeah. So we'll ask Kevin if you will bless the food. I can't bless the food because food is already a blessing from God. Give us this day our daily bread, right? The food that we eat is already a blessing from God. All I can do is on our behalf give thanks to God for the blessing that God is giving to us.
And that little moment there is to remind us of all the million blessings that God pours out upon us. The stuff that we take for granted, that we forget, comes from God's almighty hand. And then if you really pray like Jesus has taught us to pray, then there is a remembrance and something kind of scary that we ask our Heavenly Father to do. To forgive us the same way that we forgive other people because we've experienced grace and we're called to share it. So God, how I stay hangry with other people, how I stay upset with other people, the way I forgive other people, then Dad, forgive me the same way. And God, Dad, you know that I woke up this morning with every intention of putting my feet right on the right path, but you know what? There's a whole lot of time between this morning and this evening, and there's going to be a lot of ways that I can start thinking I know something and go my own way. So, Dad, don't let me fall into temptation. Deliver me from the trial. Help me to remember that yours is the kingdom and yours is the power and yours is the glory now and forevermore. And if that's where Luke stopped, then that's what we could take it. But there's more. Luke wants to give us an answer on not just how to pray, but why we pray. And I've got to tell you, I have a litany of things that I think the universal church has gotten wrong in our 2,000-year history, but at the top of the list is the way we talk about prayer. We love beautiful prayers. We love prayers that begin with Almighty Father or Almighty God or, and then that flow beautifully. But what about ugly prayers? Have you ever prayed an ugly prayer? Have you ever prayed a prayer where the words wouldn't come out? Have you ever been in a moment where you didn't even know what to pray? I have. And let me tell you, in those moments, you know what my prayer is? Dad, please. <laughs> Dad, please, I don't know what to pray. Dad, please, I don't know what to feel. Dad, please, I don't know where to go. Dad, please, I don't know what to do. So, Dad, please. And you know what? That's exactly what Jesus told us to do. He said, you know, when you, when you come, I want you to just, I want you to talk to the Father just like you were talking to me or talking to anybody else. I want you to approach this as having a conversation with God, not just this notion of a divine act or a ritual experience or an act of worship, but I want you to have a conversation with your heavenly dad. There's nothing you can't ask for in prayer. There's nothing that you can't say to God. It bothers me, not from the standpoint of a theological discord, but it, it hurts my heart when someone says, well, I know I shouldn't feel this way about God. I know I, I shouldn't pray that. Yes, you should, because I got news for you. If Christ is who Christ says he is, and if his arms are big enough to embrace the world on the cross, 
then his chest is big enough for us to bury our faces in sometimes. Sometimes we pray and we don't know what to pray and it's just the tears. That's okay too. That's what Christ gives us instruction about as we move on from the prayer. He tells us, you know, suppose one of you has a friend comes to you in the middle of the night and says, hey, I need, I need three loaves of bread. Dollar General's closed. Publix is closed. Piggly Wiggly's closed. I got some folks that showed up. I wasn't expecting them, and I need three loaves of bread. Well, you might get up and give them three loaves of bread because you're a loving person, but at 2 o'clock in the morning, I'm wanting to know who died, that you need three loaves of bread because <laughs> breakfast is a while away. <laughs> you can wait. But I guarantee you, if your friend keeps banging on your door, you're going to get up just to hush them up. Now, you know this. You, you know this already. You know there have been times that you have given somebody what they wanted just because they would not hush and leave you alone. If you have children, don't sit there and act like you haven't done that. <laughs> and Jesus says, look, if you know, if you know how this works with us, as imperfect as we are, can you imagine what that's like to our heavenly dad who is absolutely perfect? If, if us fallen dads know how to give good gifts to our children, then what about our heavenly dad where, who, who from every good and perfect gift comes? So go ahead and ask. Go ahead and seek. Go ahead and bang on the door of heaven. That's the reason why we print the prayer list. It's not just the holy gossip column where we can go through, well, I wonder what's wrong with her, well, I wonder what's wrong with him. It's because we're the family of God. And when one of us suffers, we all suffer with you. When one of us celebrates, we all celebrate with you. And when one of us is having a great day, we want to have a great day with you. And when, when one of us is having a no good, horrible, terrible, bad day, by golly, we want to jump in the trench with you. And we want to bring your name before the throne of grace. Because I want to talk to my heavenly dad about you. Not in a negative way. But I want him to know just how special you are, as if he doesn't already. And I want him to know what we're asking for, even though he already knows. And I want him to make our petitions known, even though he, he's already got it. Not because I'm telling God something that God doesn't already know. but because I'm having a conversation with my dad. That's where we in the church have kind of missed this. Prayer. I can't tell you exactly how it works. I can't tell you whether or not God changes God's mind or if God knew God was going to change God's mind and just kind of did the holy hood wink to see if we would, you know, if we would get it. I, don't, I can't understand the mind of God, and I realized a long time ago, not my job. 
And when I started to understand that prayer is nothing more and nothing less than being able to have a conversation with my heavenly father. That prayer is when God has nothing better to do than to listen to little old me. And that my heavenly father who holds all things in existence wants to spend time with me and have that conversation. And that our heavenly father, our almighty God, our great creator who holds everything in place wants to have a conversation one-on-one with you. And all the rest of the questions really didn't matter so much after that. I don't have to know how prayer works to know that prayer works. It is the biggest tool that God has given to us in, in, in our work within the world. It is the greatest gift of grace because let me tell you, I have never once been able to get the governor of the state of Alabama on the phone. I'm not talking about anyone in particular. I'd just like to meet one one day. I cannot call the president. Don't even have his cell phone number. Queen of England, I think it would be awesome to meet her. I would love to tell her a couple of jokes and be invited over to, for tea because I've, I've never had a, like, like a high tea thing, you know, with the, where you put the pinky out with the cup and have a cucumber sandwich at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. But do you realize that I can speak to God without having to worry about the area code or a long-distance charge? And you can too. So go ahead and ask Go ahead and seek and go ahead and knock because you are not going to get on God's nerves going and bugging him. You're not going to bother our heavenly father flooding the gates of heaven. You are not ever going to be told that God is too busy to speak to you right now. Just please don't take it for granted. Because through Jesus Christ, We're given the ability to speak directly to the Father. Through Jesus Christ, we're adopted as the children of God. And through Jesus Christ, yes, we will still acknowledge the power and majesty of God. We will still use titles like the Almighty God, the Lion and the Lamb, the First and the Last, the Alpha and the Omega, the the Holy One of Israel, Almighty God, now and forevermore. We will use all of these wonderful titles. But through Jesus Christ, we get to do something that nothing else in creation gets to do. Through Jesus Christ, when we pray, we get to start by saying, Hey, Dad, it's me.
Hello, my name is Kevin Payne and I'm the senior pastor here at Bluff Park United Methodist Church. Thank you for joining with us in our podcast of our worship celebration, the sermon this past week. I pray that you found it a blessing and that it enriched your life. If you are ever in our area and would like to join with us in person, we are located at 733 Valley Street here in Hoover, Alabama. Our service time is 10 a.m. and we would love to meet you. I pray you have a blessed week and hope to see you soon. Bye now.